1: Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase.
2: Hi, welcome to Bitch Slap. This is Rachel Fisher. Hi, it's
1: Susie Jenikin. We're back, bitches. <laughs> We're back. Yeah. I was like, where are we? I I literally started this episode and I was like, I have no idea what happened last week, but I pieced it together. I did
2: too. I actually went looking for my notes from episode 29 and
1: I had deleted them. I honestly was like, am I watching the right episode? Like, I was fully convinced I'd show up here and have watched the wrong episode. Even though I looked at my TV and you could tell where you stopped. No, I I was like, wait, I don't remember, but I recognized 29's synopsis. So I know I watched it. (laughs) uh but yeah so this is season two episode 30 I forgot the title (laughs) I forgot my job oh it's devil with the g-string okay you're right (laughs) I didn't remember reading that I completely forgot
2: and also it's not episode 30 it's episode 29 It is? Wait, is it? No, it's 30. It's 30. Is it? Yeah. Oh my God, this is a mess. Well, whatever we have typed as the title is the correct one.
1: Yeah. Because I'll go back.
2: Look, we are in shambles right now. I think both of us are very excited. Yeah. To be back. Thank you for your patience.
1: Let's get started. Yeah.
2: Let's just get right into it. We're at the hospital, we're at Wilshire Memorial, and everyone's waiting around for Joe because. If you remember, in the last episode, Joe was pushed down the stairs by Sarah's
1: abusive boyfriend, Hank. Right. And this is a classic soap opera move. If someone is pregnant, they're going to fall downstairs (laughs) or get pushed or something, and the baby will be in peril. It happens every time. And so Joe
2: is in the hospital Jake is in the room comforting her, and she's scared. But then the hot doctor comes in, very soap opera-looking
1: doctor. Yes, he probably got work off of this.
2: Yeah, and he's like, well, your
1: baby's fine. Everything's fine. Yeah, you're fine. And you're fine. (laughs) I forgot we were still doing the Models, Inc. crossover. I was like, this is still going on? It's the longest backdoor (laughs) pilot in history. Yeah, this is before they knew how to do it in one episode.
2: Dude, it's like enough already. Yeah. I forgot how tedious this Sarah storyline is. Uh,
1: yeah, she's awful.
2: Anyway, so Amanda stops by the hospital and Jake comes out of Joe's room to tell everyone waiting in the lobby that Joe's going to be Joe and the baby are okay. And as everyone's, like, leaving, getting ready to leave, Jake tells Amanda that he's canceled his charter for the day. Because remember, Jake yeah. is, like, doing his boat chartering business. Yeah.
1: and This is infuriating to Amanda. She is furious. Because their storyline now is she's jealous of Joe and always wants Jake to pick her over anything else, including especially Joe. Right. But Jake
2: is still so emotionally attached to Joe, even though he doesn't realize how emotionally attached he still is to her. And she's she's a damsel who needs saving right yeah. now. And Amanda's like, really lousy excuse,
1: Jake, and you know it. Yeah, because it's not just the boat. Yeah. or Or he's canceling it to be with her, I guess, right? Because she's all alone.
2: Yeah. And... Billy and Allison—they're leaving the hospital. Allison's wearing her salmon-colored long-sleeve T-shirt, and she has like this piece of juicy gossip that has just been burning in her back pocket.
1: One thing I love on Melrose Place is if a cast member is in the hospital, everyone shows up. They all do. <laughs> and at the same time, yes, at the same time. That I don't feel like I've ever done that before. Unless it was like an emergency all of a sudden with family, not friends necessarily.
2: No, I've visited friends in the hospital before and no, had like mutual friends that have also visited in the hospital, but we never show up at like the same time.
1: Yeah. In fact, you often want to space it out. You stagger
2: it. Yeah. But everyone's been like waiting in this hospital lobby for God knows how long. And so Billy and Allison are leaving together and she confesses to him... That she saw Chaz and Amanda making out in Amanda's office or in the conference room. Not even the office, in the conference room. I know. I
1: love this distinction because it's made of, again, later,
2: the yeah. conference
1: room. I was like, who gives a shit? <laughs> I think it's to be like they did it in like a public space. Right. They did, this is a communal space. It wasn't her private Office for fucking Chaz's jizz might have gotten on one of the chairs in the conference room, and I forgot that Allison did see them. And and while he's trying to fuck Amanda, he side eyes her through the blinds. Remember, yeah. Chaz? So
2: she knows he saw her. Yeah, she gives <laughs> she he gives her like kind of a pervy look. Like, yeah, I'm tapping this. Yeah, you know it. I know it. The whole office is going to know it.
1: Yeah. Amanda. I mean, Allison cannot keep a secret. She
2: can't keep a secret. So she tells Billy and Billy's like, Allison, you can't tell anyone about this. Yeah. And she's like, Chaz saw me. Mm -hmm. And he's like, well, just do what I do. Play dumb. (laughs) That's not playing Billy. (laughs) And she's like, oh, Billy, I feel so bad for Jake. Yeah. And she's, He's like, you can't tell. You can't tell Jake Allison. Yeah. Leave it alone. Leave it alone. Just let it go. Well, we know that's not happening. That's not gonna happen, Billy. And so she but she swears. She's like, I won't tell. I'll just keep this secret. Yes. Kimberly and Michael are in the locker room at the hospital, and he's bitching about Jane and all these profit losses. Because as you remember, Michael found a way to take a
1: get get his cut of Jane Mancini designs. I love how Kimberly greets Michael too. She's like, hey darling. <laughs> Kimberly is out of control. She's really laying it on thick because since she's come
2: back from the dead, we know, the audience knows, but Michael and everyone else doesn't know that she's well, I guess Sydney knows. Sydney's convinced that... Yes. Sydney's the only person that's hip to the fact that Kimber- Kimberly's had a personality change.
1: But no one believes Sydney because she's crazy.
2: Yeah, because it's Sydney. Mm. So she's really laying it on thick with Michael to be like, everything's great. We're yeah. going to get married. Hey, darling. Hey, darling. And he's like, God damn it. Jane's such a bitch. These profit... These Look at these profit losses. We're in the red. <laughs> <laughs> Kimberly takes a look at these statements, and she's like, hmm, this looks like she's cooking
1: the books. I like Michael, too. He's like, oh, yeah, I forgot your dad's an accountant. I was like, we didn't need that exposition. <laughs> <laughs> like, the writers were like, let's see why Kimberly's good at numbers. Yeah, and oh, she, yeah.
2: she even says, I guess I inherited it.
1: Yeah, I was like, that's not something inherited. So Kimberly
2: is has a devious look on her face, and she's like, hmm, looks like... Jane's been cheating some of these figures. I'm going to have to do some mm. investigating.
1: Yeah. Michael's happy. He's like, yeah,
2: yeah. I know. Let's get her. I know. I know why I'm with such a smart broad.
1: Yeah. <laughs> See you later, babe.
2: At, <laughs> <laughs> at D&D, Chaz is waiting in Amanda's office. He's sitting in her chair. And she walks in and she's like, you have no business being in here. Mm. She doesn't give a shit that they just fucked. No, she's she's moved on. Amanda has post-nut clarity. (laughs) Yes, and she does. I just imagine having post-nut clarity with Chaz. Like I would want to just like hide in the woods forever.
1: Yeah, that's a bad one. That's why you got to go extra hard with the clarity because he's so awful. He's
2: so gross and she's like realizing that she made a terrible mistake. And she and he's like, no, yeah, you know, it's
1: all I've been thinking about. He's so skeezy. I wrote down business only, Chaz, which I think is a really funny doll, like a Ken doll. <laughs> <friend>.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but business only is like in quotes, yes, because it's not
1: serious. <laughs> yes, it's like, yeah, sure, we're business only. I think she must have said to him, "It's business only between us." She did. And I wrote down business only, and then I just wrote Chaz, <laughs> like.
2: Um, I wrote that down. Oh, I wrote that down too. Yeah. She's like business only, but he, cause she doesn't want anything to happen, but he's like, I'm into it. I think he's yeah. like, you know, sometimes people just need to let loose. Yeah.
1: Maybe she's playing a little hard to get. He, he thinks it's hot. Chaz has definitely been accused of sexual assault. I think I, like, I agree. Cause he's pushed it.
2: He's definitely been inappropriate in the workplace. Absolutely. Before. At the strip club, Sydney is backstage. Remember, Sydney has in the last episode, Sydney took a job or applied for a job at this strip club because she needs to make five thousand dollars. It's a really
1: sleazy strip club, too. Like,
2: what's it called again? Like something
1: stocking? I can't remember. I meant to write it down.
2: I forgot to write it down. But Sydney is. Backstage about to go on. She's wearing a bowler hat, like she's about to do a number from
1: cabaret. I know. I was like, is her character sec- like slutty Charlie Chaplin or she, something? <laughs> like, she's giving Sally bowls. But not even cool. Like it's bad. It's it is Party City. It's Party City
2: cabaret. Yeah. And she right before she goes on, the the MC, the owner, is like What's your, what's your name?
1: And she goes, just call me Jane. I knew that was coming. She's such a pervert. And he calls her Jungle Jane. Yeah. Which is good because it does give her more of a theme when we see her next. (laughs) He's helping her with her
2: brand. Yeah. And yeah, he's, so he introduces her as Jungle Jane and she does her little strip tease. And she's like, you can tell she's a little nervous, but she's okay. She's like, definitely like, she's like, she has a goal. It's she, the lunch crowd. It's, it's, she works <laughs> the lunch crowd, except for later on when mm. it's nighttime. At Jane Mancini Designs, Kimberly stock, stops by. And she's like, hi, Jane. You know, I did some investigating mm. with these profits. And she clocks Jane. She's like, looks like you're doing some
1: fancy accounting here. Yeah, and Jane accuses her of taking Sydney lessons. Yeah, because Kimberly is devious. She called up vendors to see how much she was actually. They were actually ordering from Jane, and it turned out to be four times as much as Jane said. Right, which is insane. It's so who is ordering that much, Jane Mancini? When Kimberly walks in, there's like a wedding dress on a mannequin or a dressmaker's thing, and it's just like this hideous. Big, puffy. It's just kind of like, what is going on here? I think that's Allison's wedding dress. Is she... Oh, right. Is she just like hand sewing? Like, this is not a business. She, where is she manufacturing stuff? <laughs> I like that
2: all of these clothes are being made at the shop. It's crazy. Because
1: isn't this also a store? I have no idea what it is or where it is. it is. It doesn't seem like there's a storefront, but it's a weird warehouse manufacturer place if it isn't a store who's buying where are these clothes being sold melrose yeah one of those stores one of those weird stores on
2: melrose place i mean on melrose avenue yeah um so jane tries to deny that she's cooking the books and then kimberly loses it for a moment she's like i'm gonna find
1: out Yes, yeah, she snaps, and evil Kimberly comes out, and Jane's like, "Whoa, yeah, here, here's your money." Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. Jane is so scared that she's like, "Oh shit!" And Kimberly's like, "Take care of it,
1: Jane, or I'll see you in court." And and Marsha Cross is such a good actress. Like that line snap is so natural, yes. but very scary because it is a clear break like a psychotic break or something. It's
2: very subtle. You're right. It happens so suddenly, but it is like seamless. Yeah. And she catches herself, Mm. but she's still stern. Yes. Back at D&D, Amanda tells Chaz
1: and Allison, hey, you guys did great work. Amanda's in a good mood. Yeah, she's gotten fucked by Chaz. She's uh, ended things with him. (laughs) She's back... She's back in her uh, Amanda mode she, on top of everything. She thinks everything's wrapped
2: up real tidy. Yeah, and she leaves them alone in the office. And Chaz mm. confronts Allison in a really per- pervy way. Yeah, he's like, "I know you. I know you saw us.
1: I saw you watching." So
2: you- <laughs> like, Chaz is the kind of guy. If this had gone any further, he would have asked or proposed a three-way with Allison and Amanda. Did it make you wet? (laughs) He's (laughs) so gross. Chaz confronts confronts her, and Allison's like, I don't know anything. And she's like, I don't want to get involved in this. Yeah. And Chaz starts turning it around on Amanda. He's like, well, she practically raped me.
1: Yeah, this was crazy. That was a really crazy use of words. Yes. He's like... He's probably using things people said to him before. Right. Against Amanda. Yeah, he had it like laid out. He really did.
2: He like... It was like a script. Yeah. He's like, you know, she came on to me. She practically raped
1: me. Incredible. So you
2: can't, you can't blame this. And she's
1: like, I, I don't want any part of your weird thing with Amanda. Right, because he's already setting up a storyline... For when it comes out with uh, Amanda's mom, because this is his, this is Amanda's mom's boyfriend. If you forgot,
2: yeah, (laughs) not you, but the listeners, and also Amanda's future stepfather.
1: Ugh, because they're they're engaged. Yes,
2: Um, I just can't. It's so funny thinking about Chaz being a stepfather
1: to Amanda. It's he is a classic stepfather vibe though, but not to an adult woman. (laughs) Not not to an adult. Ugh. Amanda then
2: sees Allison, and she's like, "Are you all right?" And Allison's like, "I gotta go." She she blows Amanda off. She's like so uncomfortable. She leaves D and D or the office, and Amanda is like, "Hmm." She's clocking it. She's like real suspicious. Yes, something's going on with Allison. The next day. Jake and Sarah, the model, are helping Joe back into her apartment. And Jake's like, I just want to be helpful.
1: Yeah. He just wants to help Joe. And she's like, Jake, you're annoying. I got it. I'm a woman. I'm a grown woman. Also, I'm sorry. I know she has a baby, but the baby's fine. Uh, And she wasn't injured. No, she didn't have a scratch (laughs) on her. There's nothing wrong with her. Once the baby is fine, she's good. They're like carrying her into the apartment. No, they're acting like she was stabbed or something. Like she's fine. She's literally probably just has a bruise on her butt. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. But they're like, oh my God, be careful. Yeah. <laughs> it's really funny. How Joe, you're in a
2: really delicate situation. Um, And Jake asks Sarah where Hank is and she doesn't know. And Jake's like, We all know why Jake wants to know where Hank is. He's going to kick his ass. Jake (laughs) wants to wreck this guy. Yeah. And Sarah's like, well, he might be at this eight
1: ball sports bar. I like that he would do something like this crime and then just go to his regular eight ball spot. Yeah. Like he would be in hiding in real life. He'd be back in, where is he from? Iowa. Iowa. Or he'd at least be hiding out in a sleazy motel. Right. Like he wouldn't be like, let me go to my regular haunts. I know people are looking for me. <laughs> wearing my
2: high school letterman jacket. Yeah.
1: Why is he wearing this jacket? Because he's the high school boyfriend. He's so, he's so <laughs>
2: embarrassing. So Jake heads out. He's like, all right, I'm going to head out. Like Sarah just knows. She's like, oh, sweet. Jake's going to go find him and kick his yes. ass. I mean, I don't blame her. No. No. We, I mean, we've talked about this before. Jake would be such a cool guy to have in a situation like this where you just like need your abusive ex boyfriend's asking. You just
1: drop a hint. Your hands are clean. Your hands are clean. Drop a hint. Jake runs off. Don't ask questions. <laughs>
2: <laughs> just let him go do his thing. Because we know if there's a, a woman or a kid in
1: trouble, mm. There's like, Jake is going to get real horny for revenge. He doesn't like men treating women poorly. No. He will emotionally abuse women, Jake. Right.
2: <laughs> but as soon as hands no, you get can't. put on a woman or a child, he is like,
1: he's going to fuck you up. He's going to fuck you up. He's
2: Justice Jake. He, Justice Jake? <laughs> yes. He really is. So he runs into Amanda Ugh. in the courtyard. And she's like, hmm, you're a hard man to track down. It's like, doesn't she have a job? Why is she always just walking into the
1: courtyard?
2: It's the middle of the day. Yeah. Did you just drive from Wil- Wilshire, Miracle Mile? Yeah. Because that's where D&D is, right? It's Miracle Mile. Yes. Did you just drive there to West Hollywood just to go, hmm, you're a hard man to track down? Yeah. And then she invites him to dinner at the Bel Air
1: Racquet Club. It's like, how many times do we have to go through Amanda inviting Jake to a dinner at a fancy place and, you know, knowing that he probably won't show up or something else will happen? It's like, once again, this test for Jake and Amanda.
2: If I were Jake, I would be like, yeah, I'll go to dinner with you guys, but we're going to El Compadre. Yes. Like, we're going someplace normal. Yeah. A racquet club. We're not... Here's the thing about Amanda. She's not, like, old. She's, like, in her early 30s, right?
1: No. But she goes to the
2: lamest places. She hangs out in Bel Air and Beverly Hills. Yeah,
1: why doesn't she just go to, like, a nice restaurant? She goes to all these old, rich people places. I mean, I know it's the mom's birthday, so maybe the mom picked it. Yeah, but I feel like Amanda just, like,
2: loves these... I mean, she did that with her dad, too. Yeah, So she's got issues. She has, like... Amanda needs to go to cooler places. I think she loves to be seen as rich and upscale. I think she goes starts doing cooler stuff in like later seasons when she's banging the doctor, when she's <laughs> with Peter Burns. No, I feel like when she gets with Kyle, she finally like starts maybe being a little more hip. Yeah. I think Amanda thinks she's really
1: hip. She is kind of square. She makes fun of Allison for that, but she is equally as boring in some ways. She's just a bigger bitch.
2: She's obviously better dressed than Allison, but I think her taste is like you said it, it's square. Yeah. Because she's like always eating at these places with with those giant leather wingback chairs. She's
1: uptight. She is uptight. Yeah.
2: Anyway, we all know how Jake's going to feel about eating at a place like this, but he reluctantly agrees. He's like, I got a couple things. I got something to take care of. Well, mm. I'll meet you there. Anyway, should we take a quick break here? Sure, We'll be right back.
0: Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods
2: is watching Jake and Amanda have this little talk about whatever, the Bel Air Racquet Club, from her window. She is peeking through the blinds, Mm. watching them, and Billy comes up to her and he's like, hey, you're snooping.
1: Yeah, no shit, Billy. I'd be so annoyed. It's so irritating. I'd be like, don't shame me for being nosy. Yeah.
2: How dare you, Billy? And Allison is just like, Billy just can't stop. I need to know what's going on.
1: Allison truly cannot just have some juicy gossip and just be fine. It literally tortures her day and night. She needs to learn to have fun with this. Just have fun and be like, I cannot believe they're still together. Like, we know something. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you should have a juicy little secret. She's so stupid. And Billy being, like, so
2: heterosexual can't take delight in this with her. Yes.
1: He's so... Boring about it. Yeah, they're both so stupid. The worst people to have good gossip. Um, so,
2: like, if this was Matt and Rhonda... Mm.
1: Yeah, where's Matt? Dude, I think...
2: <laughs> I forgot about I'll him. I'll tell you where Matt was. Matt went to the bachelor party. Was he at the bachelor he party? Was poor Matt. Had to, okay, I didn't even see him. made him go to
1: the bachelor
2: party. That's so funny. I
1: and, completely forgot
2: about him. Anyway, so... Michael is planning Billy's bachelor party. And of course, Allison's worried because she's like, Mm. she knows she's like, she's like,
1: Michael is disgusting. Definitely who you want planning your bachelor party. Though,
2: (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) If there's one thing Michael Mancini is good for, it is planning a depraved, disgusting bachelor party. And that's, I would hire him for my bachelorette party. And the funny thing to me is
1: that they're all still friends with Michael. I know. Like (laughs) we're just supposed to accept it. Even though he's proven to be fucking evil. Like the women must all be like, are you serious? Like, why are you still like, can you imagine your boyfriend still hanging out with some guy who like did so many awful things? Yeah. It would be, I would be like, uh, no, sorry.
2: Can you imagine if this was like in the days of Twitter, there'd be like some long thread by someone, one of the Melrose Place girls being like, are we just going to ignore the fact that Michael Mancini (laughs) tried to, murder Sydney, his fiancé, yeah. or his wife? Are yeah. we just gonna ignore the fact that he cheated on uh Jane Mancini and Kimberly and got into Almost a drunk driving her. accident, yeah.
1: put her into a coma? And brat and and what did it blackmailed Matt? Are we- <laughs> <with inspiration? laughs> like seriously. Yeah. Are we all just gonna y'all are we all just gonna forget that? Yeah. Cause I haven't. People people would be calling him out on Twitter. Yeah, And these guys would be totally in trouble for hanging out with him. Gentle reminder, Michael Mancini's a predator. (laughs) Yeah, he is a predator. And And these guys are like, yeah, he's playing The Bachelor. Like all of them. All of them. Not even Matt. Not even Matt. Who has a real reason not (laughs) to to hang out with Michael because Michael actually did something to him personally. Horrible. Yeah. Um, And
2: Michael's been... Are we just going to forget Michael Mancini was homophobic towards Matt? Right,
1: that's right too. Look, he is problematic. He's done a lot of bad. He's things. a
2: problematic guy, but he's planning this bachelor party, and it's going to be crazy. And Allison's like, Billy, you love that he's planning this.
1: Yes, Billy does.
2: So Allison, this gets her horny. Ugh. She has to assert her like womanly. Sensuality to Billy in this moment to remind him. Look, this is who you're marrying, and she strips off her shirt, and she's wearing a white lace bra. It's a maiden form. It's a (laughs) Desi. Desi. Allison is maiden
1: form. She whips it off, and you're just like, what? Allison is a, if maiden form was a person. It's like the most, it's like the least sexy bra ever. It's Ugh. crazy. Maiden form will always remind
2: me of being like 14 years old shopping in the lingerie department at
1: Macy's. Right, because her bra is literally like white. It probably even had the little pink rose thing yeah, in the middle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Remember that pink yes, little satin rose? Yes, <laughs> I'm
2: sure I had. I'm almost positive I had ma- some maiden form. Oh, I probably wanted that bra with a little rose. This is the era, also of Wonder Bra. Oh my
1: god! Do they still make
2: Wonder Bras? Because I I completely love Wonder Bra.
1: I. I remember when I kind of grew up. I got the black bra with the pink rose. Button. Yeah, Ooh, the black
2: because you start out with the white and the nude. Yeah, And then you get the black bra, and you're like, mm, now I'm a I'm woman. a woman, dude. I loved bra shopping as a teenager. I had no boobs, so I was all about I was all about those like big push up bras, right? And you could probably wear all of the different styles. I could, but as a teenager in like the early two thousands. When like, it's all about like tits and abs. Right. You don't got tits.
1: Yeah. Or abs. Yeah. You can do something with the tits. You, can do, <laughs> you get one of those, do you remember those water bras? No, I never used things like that. Oh, you're so lucky. But I liked, I was like, I always wanted the little bralettes.
2: Yeah. And I couldn't do those. No, I was so, I was like only wore push up. I mean, my boobs were like Told my it was like false advertising. Yeah. With the kind of bras up. But they were just like they were so
1: popular. The Wonder Bra was so funny though, because that had a moment. It's had such a moment. Yeah. Um, anyway. So
2: Allison strips and she's like, I just want you to Billy, I just want you to know that I'm I'm your gonna be your hot wife. And she calls him Billy Boy.
1: <laughs> she's so horny. <laughs> she's so Gross with her sexiness because she's like, I'm gonna. You're not gonna think about those strippers once you see me in my maiden form, (laughs) my first bra. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna put a smile on your face for the rest of your life. It's just like no one's buying this, Allison. Allison. Just lie back and and just wait for it to be over. She's look. One of the reasons that
2: strippers are magical is because their whole job is serving a fantasy. You wouldn't even compete with a stripper because it's a different thing. It's a different level. Like, these are professional women who know how to create this fantasy. And Allison just
1: doesn't. There's also something about saying it instead of just doing it. Just do it. Yeah. Uh, He loves you, Allison. And Billy's just
2: like, oh. (laughs) (laughs) He's, like, excited he gets to see multiple pairs of tits tonight, including yeah. his fiancée's. Yeah, he likes that bra. At the eight-ball bar, which is a pool hall, not a place to buy cocaine, Jake confronts Hank, who's wearing his Letterman jacket. Yeah. And Jake immediately comes in hot. He's like, huh? Oh, you just you just playing pool? Yeah. Just hanging out at the eight-ball bar? <laughs>
1: i love i love jake because he is always looking to let that side out yes if he has an opportunity <laughs> to be angry righteously he'll take it jake is the patron saint of
2: righteous anger yeah he lo- he he can't let it go he has serious anger management
1: issues but if it's for a righteous <laughs> cause it's just and he doesn't have to work on that that's how he's managed it he just finds an outlet for it. He doesn't even have to know. He'll beat up your boyfriend even if you're just a friend at the office. He'll yeah. go beat up yeah.
2: <laughs> He just needs to hear it and he's down. He's like at Earth Cafe and he overhears a woman be like, ugh, Brad is so annoying. He's like, who's Brad? Yeah. What did we he do, we, do to you? When we, we take care of him?
1: Yeah. Did he treat you wrong? <laughs>
2: I don't like disrespecting women. <laughs> Jake just like bursts into some fucking dermatology office and it's like, where's Brad? I'm looking <laughs> Brad? for Brad. Like, Sir, I heard you I heard you said Kel- Kelsey looked fat. <laughs> <laughs> so Jake gets into a fist fight with Hank, and they're like wrestling on the pool
1: table. And then <laughs> everyone in the bar is into it. Yeah, too. they're like, "Ooh, this is hot." But I was surprised when Greg got a. I'm sorry, not Greg. Hank got a good shot in. A good hit in. He got, he punched Jake but then Jake punches Hank's lights out. Yes, but when he got that first punch in, I was like, oh, it looks like an even match. It did. It really did. For a second. But this is a pretty short fight. Mm, very short. Because Jake knocks him
2: out, and Hank is on the ground like, God damn you. When Hank fell to the ground,
1: he really did a little quiver too. Yeah. Did you notice? <laughs> he did. <laughs> he was like, Whoa. He
2: did. He did do a quiver. And Jake says says something so dumb, he, like, tips him off that the cops are on the
1: way. Like, don't, you don't tell him that. I guess that's how strong he hit him. He's like, he ain't going nowhere. He really thought... Because he's like, the LAPD's on the way. I just wanted to get here first. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, you really got... I gotta get that timing. Make sure that timing worked, right? He, he, It's like, Jake, you should have said that if the LAPD were literally outside. Yes. But
2: now he has a chance to get away. Absolutely. And he does. At the hospital... Kimberly is wheeling a patient with some nurses front like a new patient into into his room and we learn that he's allergic to penicillin. And she takes so when he gets wheeled into his room she takes his chart and peels off the sticker that says
1: warning allergic to penicillin. Is that how they do it because that's kind of <laughs> risky. <laughs> Stickers seem like they could just peel off or whatever. Like, yeah, I mean, have it both right, written somewhere, and then also, yeah,
2: written, typed, and stick, sticker. Yeah, so you do not because that is like a very important information.
1: And part of me at first is like, why is she doing? Like, it's like, is she an angel of death?
2: Like, like do you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> She's just doing it for fun. No, I had forgotten about this storyline. So I I thought that too at first. At the Bel Air Racquet Club, Chaz and Amanda talk at the bar. And then Amanda's mom arrives with one of her clients.
1: They're trying see, they're just shoving models ink down our throat. And I have to say, this is a very attractive woman, obviously. But if I'm supposed to buy, this is the number one model. I'm like, she does not look like a model. She's sorry. She's attractive, but she's not like that model look. Do you know what I mean? I feel so
2: vindicated right now because I felt the same way when I saw her, and I felt like (laughs) such a bitch for thinking. She also
1: looked older, which you know models are very young usually. Yeah, she
2: just didn't look like '90s supermodel.
1: Yeah, the only thing was that she was tall. Yeah, it was just I was like I can't buy that. That's your top model. I'm sorry. Like. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, maybe it is your top model, but that's why you're not elite management, but or this is Ford. like the top model, yeah, the top model of this agency and allegedly really famous that's what I'm saying, like she's obviously a beautiful woman, it was just you'll if you if you watch the episode, you know what we're talking about. she just didn't look modely like she looked too um like she was pretty, but she looked more like. This is the most beautiful commercial model, like t- like catalog model. Yes, and we're supposed to buy. She's like cover girl, famous type model. She's
2: no Linda, honey. No, it was very she crazy. Is no Linda. So they sit down at a table, and Amanda's mom Hillary's like, Amanda, what a surprise! And Amanda's like, Happy birthday, mother.
1: Yeah. So Chaz didn't. Amanda didn't know she was a surprise. Chaz just didn't tell the mom. And that cuts. Yeah. That cuts deep for Amanda.
2: We see Jake talking to the maitre D, and Jake's Jake's <sighs> getting into it with the Maitre D. Because he's still amped up. He's amped up, and of course, he doesn't want to be at this stuffy place mm. in Bel Air. And Amanda goes over and she learns that they want him he's not wearing a tie. And he's like, This is Los Angeles. You're supposed to wear a tie? He's like, Yes, it's part of our <laughs>
1: This is rules. Los Angeles. I don't wear ties. It's California style.
2: No. Jake, this is the kind of country club that just started letting Jews be members. This yeah. is like a very old school place. They're looking not to let people in. They do not want to let your motorcycle ass in mm-hmm. this club. And he is wearing a blazer with an open collared button up <laughs> shirt. It's not even buttoned all the way. <laughs> he looks really hot, but he they give him like that tie that they keep behind the podium. Yeah. The ugly the like communal tie that kind of matches everything. Yeah. It's like red and navy stripes. <laughs>
1: yes, absolutely.
2: So Amanda sees that there's a bruise on his face, mm. and she goes, More defending for Joe. <laughs> <laughs> More defending for Joe. <laughs> uh, she nailed it. He's pissed off. He's like, I don't even want to be here, Amanda. Oh, we know. Well, why do you why don't you just you know, bug out? Whatever he says to her.
1: I mean, what Amanda should have done is gotten turned on by the bruise on his face. And be like, let's get the fuck out of here. That's what cool Amanda should do. Yeah. Instead, she's stuffy. And she's like, no, we got to make this dinner. The
2: menu and the food at this place is probably so mediocre. It's probably like really overcooked lamb chops with that mint jelly sauce. Or trout almondine. Not even. They might. No, I That's think, like a special. I think they, would. I think they have trout Amandine as a special on Friday. You're right. But I also think they have like um just like a really sad poached chicken breast Ugh. with some kind of sauce. The dieter special. They have a dieter <laughs> special. This is just really bland, under seasoned, not it's just not good. Yeah. I just feel like this was such a poor choice for your birthday dinner. Well,
1: yeah, she could have gone anywhere else.
2: And a really rock hard cold chocolate tort for dessert. Ugh, death by chocolate. A death by chocolate tort that doesn't taste good. No, they,
1: those never tasted good.
2: Anyway, Jake storms
1: off. I don't want to be part of a club that would have wouldn't have me as a member. He tries to do a little twist. Yeah, on that old saying. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't go off
2: as well. He, if there is an opportunity for Jake to storm off
1: indignantly at like a stuffy establishment, he's going to take it. This is like the 10th. Amanda dinner he's ruined (laughs) by not showing up, making a scene, showing up angry. Like, have they ever had a successful dinner? (laughs) You're right. I don't think they have. And this is also like
2: the 10th time that Amanda has tried to shoehorn her lame stuffy
1: life into his face. Yeah. You got a hot guy like Jake, you leave your stuffy life behind and change your life.
2: You just
1: get into it. This is where you take
2: off on the back of his motorcycle and you go eat burgers under the
1: stars. Yes, and that's what Amanda needs. Uh, and she's still holding on to this idea of being this rich girl or something. It's They're crazy. they so
2: mismatched. It's insane. But it could be super hot it if she be. went along with it. She doesn't let her hair down ever no. for Jake. Anyway, he leaves. Back at Joe's apartment, she's talking to Sarah. We hear Sarah's talking about her career. It's super boring. But then the phone rings, and Sarah picks it up, and it's Hank. And he's like, you want to be this big model?
1: Mm.
2: Your new life in Los Angeles? Guess I'm going to go back
1: to Iowa. See you soon. You'll be back. (laughs) Is he, he like, on a ferry? Where is he? That's what I I was like. What is he in Seattle with Keith? It looked Like. like it was giving Seattle ferry terminal. I agree. He did look like he was going on to a, it wasn't like he was at the airport. Or a train station. No, he's on a boat for Why? Some okay. Reason. It looked like he was, where's he going? I have no idea. But also, is he like the easiest stalker ex ever? He just gives up? He gives up. I mean, I'm glad because I hate the storyline. He's like, I'm going back to Iowa.
2: And she's, she, uh, but he's like, but you're going to come back. Yeah. You're going to come back to me. Yep. Joe comforts her, and she's like, he was the coolest guy in high school. Mm, that says it all. Where, where, wah. At the hospital, Kimberly puts the sticker back on the chart. Mm. So it's been off, but now she puts it back. And then suddenly we hear code blue in Michael's patient's room. Now Michael is treating the guy who's allergic to penicillin. Yes. Dr. Levin rushes to his patient and he's treating him. He's like, give him 100 milligrams of epi. They're always given epi. Yeah, they just do the basics. They're always like, give him epi. The writers are like, epi, right? I okay, let's every use that. Single, do you know how many times I heard epi while I was binging saying Elsewhere? <laughs> Unbelievable. And Dr. Levin sees that this guy has been taking ampicillin, which is like a penicillin adjacent, whatever. It's like in the it's, penicillin. It's in the Cillin family. It's in the psyllin family. <laughs> and he's like, this patient's allergic. What's he doing taking ampicillin? Mancini! <laughs> the nurse is like, Dr. Mancini ordered it. And he's like, this is my patient now. Dr. Mancini, mm. he's in a world of shit. Finally, I got him. And he's like... If he yeah he, he he says if Mancini screwed this up he's in serious trouble and Kimberly says wouldn't that be a
1: shame. Dun dun dun.
2: Jane talks to her tax attorney and he's like just pay him. She's like I don't wanna. Yeah okay all right. Back at the hospital, Levin's looking for Michael and he's furious and he runs into Kimberly and he's like it's looking bad for Mancini.
1: Yeah, this whole scene is very weird. Because I'm like, is he suspicious of Kimberly?
2: Well, yeah, that's what it comes off as. Because she, then he, he, says, he says to Kimberly, you know, it could be very easy to remove a sticker <laughs> from a file. And she's like, Hmm,
1: wouldn't I know. But why is he suspicious of her? That's what I don't get. Because he could be suspicious something else happened. Right, I think he's thinking
2: this is such an egregious fuck-up that it seems implausible that even Michael Mancini would make it. There has to be some other angle. That I can buy, but why would he think it's her? Do you I, know what I mean? Like Maybe because she happened to be there. I guess. And he clocked
1: that she was smirking. I mean, it, it's difficult for him to admit this because he does hate Michael, but even he knows something is going on.
2: He knows something's weird. Because Kimberly's smirking when after he says, "You know, it would be very easy to remove a sticker from a file." And and yeah. he goes, "You're a com- you're a very complicated woman, Doctor Shaw."
1: She's like, "Thanks." <laughs>
2: <laughs> and he says, "I'm just going to report my findings to the board. That's best." Yeah, <laughs> he's he doesn't care how Michael gets taken down. He just wants him taken down,
1: right? And perhaps in his head, he's like, "Oh, maybe I have a little ally here." And right. Unfortunately, someone might die in the process, but mm. we'll take down Michael Mancini. <laughs> that night
2: at D D, Amanda's mom stops by her office. Chaz is
1: at the bachelor party. They invite why? They let Chaz go. Why is he at the bachelor party? They're like, every male cast member, you're in the bachelor party scene. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Honestly, You <I'm>,
1: too, Hank. <laughs> why isn't Dr. Levin there? It's,
2: why isn't Dr. Everyone was on the call sheet Everyone was for this bachelor party And Amanda Asks her mom How well do you really know Chaz And she's like very well mm. And then she says he's 10 years younger than you And she
1: goes actually it's 12 I mean I don't know what that has to do With anything he's just a pig
2: Honestly That doesn't seem that much younger No I thought they were like 20 years apart
1: I I also thought the same thing. I was like that's not that bad cuz she's like near you know in her 50s probably so it, he's in his 40s like
2: It's the math isn't like adding up completely because he doesn't he seems like kind of the same age maybe a 5 years older than Amanda.
1: Yes, but his age is sort of um Flexible for me. Because he could be 48 or he could be 32. (laughs) Yeah, he could be
2: 1994, 32. Yeah, I don't know. Which looks old. Anyway, Amanda's like, just know that if you end up hurt by him, it wouldn't have been worth it.
1: She's so weird for this scene. Like, (laughs) just like, I don't get what she cares. Like, who gives a shit? She's like dropping hints for her mother that she fucked Chaz. Right. And it's like, I thought you hated her. Yeah, who like cares? let her make her mistakes and get her heartbroken. Who gives a shit? Honestly, she's an adult woman. Cut both of these
2: losers loose.
1: Also, you fucked. Like, why don't you just say right now, I fucked him. <laughs> so there.
2: Yeah, she. I'm just her saying mom. he's bad. Right. I, I have
1: proof, <laughs> and it's it's still dry on my thigh. Okay, you Ugh. can get it tested. Go check the conference table. Oh my god. <laughs> so Jane stops by
2: the hospital with a check, and she gives it to Kimberly, and she's like. Kimberly, I just
1: want you out of my hair. There was a lot of scenes in this episode where I'm like, I do not care or need to see this. I don't need to know. I don't care about this Jane storyline at all with the money. I don't ever want to hear about finances again on this show. <laughs> like I'm over it. Yeah, I, don't, I agree. I don't give a shit about Michael getting money from Jane. I hate this storyline. It just goes on. It just like drags
2: a little bit. We need to get to when Michael does even more devious stuff to Jane. Yes.
1: So Or should, it would yeah, just showing up to work would be funnier. It would be funnier. Joe and Allison
2: are playing cards with Sarah because Sarah's like still living at Joe's apartment. Ugh. Doesn't this, this, this bitch was have a fucking studio? sad as
1: hell? This is so sad. They're eating snacks. They literally have a little tray of fucking snacks and playing cards. They're playing like go fish on the fucking co- like sitting on the floor at the coffee table. This is it's just like sad. this is really guys go go to a good dinner. Like what is wrong with you? Go to a bar. <laughs> it's so great. Why isn't Allison having a bachelorette party? Wouldn't you just go to like a nice fancy dinner with your girlfriends or yes. something? Like yes. This is crazy. So
2: Sarah's telling Joe that her and Jake would be such a perfect couple. And this is when Joe admits that she still does have feelings for Jake. And then Allison's like, I want to talk about Amanda. Yeah. She's like, we need to talk about Amanda. And um, Joe is like, I just have to accept that Jake and I are over. Like, it's, we're, we're, that's not happening. He's with Amanda. And Allison's like, mm-hmm. boop-a-doo. <laughs> She wants to tell How her. do you not tell her? That's your friend. I would tell her immediately. I'd be like, I saw Amanda and Chaz going at it in the conference room. This is your in.
1: Allison is such a moron. Like, she has this juicy gossip over her boss, and she doesn't use it in any way that's useful to her or anybody else. No, she fucks this up royally.
2: At the bachelor party, they're at the strip club. And Michael saw this coming. We all know, knew this was coming. Michael makes a toast. Billy is wasted. He
1: burped. Did you <laughs> see that? No, that, that is, is I was like, this is disgusting because he's really drunk and he's drinking beer, like barely drinking it. He's like, Whoa, and he went, Bleh. <laughs> I was just like repulsed by because it was real. It was a real burp, but it was kind of small. Oh, ew, that's Did you know he grosser. was trying That's to, even grosser. He was trying to get a big burp, but that was all they could get. It was so <laughs> gross. He
2: looks like he had already thrown up once in the bathroom and had kept drinking after that. Right, and you know he's drinking, like, Coors Light and or something. Ha- yeah, he just has this, like, sheen of, like, sweat on his forehead. And no one else is even
1: close to as drunk as he
2: is. He's hammered. Yeah, he is hammered. He is slurring, and that's when Sydney enters the stage. Jungle Jane, and this time she's on brand. She is wearing the cutest yes little leopard
1: print with the marab black marabou trim. Now this is what she should have been from the get go because we know Sydney loves leopard print. Yeah. So why was she not? Why was she doing the bowler thing? She should have been Jungle Jane from the get go. She, well I mean, because she she didn't know she was jungle jane no but she should have been she should have come up with that she that's what i'm saying have. like the sleazeball guy come on yeah sydney be creative
2: so she looks she's wearing little like cat ears too she looks adorable this is an a plus outfit to me yeah it, she looks great it's a
1: great outfit and- <laughs> You're right. So, because I did remember now that that was like Matt elbowed Jake or vice versa to look who was on stage, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, that was his big moment.
2: So Michael sees
1: her and he starts cracking up. He loses it. He loses it. Of course, she throws her bra and it. Michael catches it and yeah, and he's like, and she you know when she sees Michael is
2: in the crowd she gets humiliated. She's humiliated. So she runs off stage and Michael, Michael just like charges through the club, gets up on the stage, goes into the dressing room and starts like, like, those he, clubs have a lot of security. He would be thrown out so fast and like maybe even arrested. Like that, yeah. that is crazy. He just like runs up onto the stage and chases her back. No one
1: stopped backstage. him. Do you no. know how many guys are there to stop people from go- going near the girls? Like yeah. it's a thing.
2: So he chases her out through the alley and he is like...
1: I like the boss too. He's like, you're fired.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Sydney is the one who gets in trouble, not Michael. And they're out in the behind the club and Michael's like, oh, Sid,
1: look at you. And he's like, here's a tip, Sidney. He gives her a dollar. He acts like he's about to be like, it's okay. You're a class act, Sidney. He's like, you. <laughs> he gives her a dollar bill. He's like, you earned every penny. Yeah. And then Poor Sidney. And then
2: he takes her bra and he puts it on her head and he starts pointing and laughing at her. He's
1: literally laughing in her face. The boys help drunk Billy back into the apartment
2: Matt cannot wait for this night
1: to end. Yeah, he's like, I had to come in this week for this. (laughs)
2: I could have had a week off. He cannot wait. He's like, I can't believe I just had to go to this bachelor party with these fucking idiots.
1: Yeah, no. Michael almost got us thrown out. It's so funny that Matt was in this episode and I really barely registered it. No, I just noticed him because he looked so pained. Yeah. That now
2: he's like having and cause, he's, cause he says, All right, I'm going to bed. Like as soon as Billy crosses, crosses yeah. the threshold, he lit, he books it. Yeah. He can't wait to leave. But Jake stays behind and he tells Allison, he's like, oh, I take responsibility for the state of Billy. Yeah. And he's he's wrecked. Sorry. But he's looking for
1: Amanda. And Allison says, you're so amazingly trusting. Yeah, now I, know, I rem, now I know why Chaz was at the bachelor party. Because <laughs> they need to say, Billy has that line. Billy is
2: so <laughs> drunk that he says, don't worry, don't worry, Jake, Chaz
1: was with us the whole night. <laughs> so he had to be, that was the writers, oh, we have him go to the bachelor party, and yeah. Billy could say. <laughs> it was so good. Yeah, have Billy get really
2: drunk. Jake's like, what's that supposed to mean? And then Billy starts egging Allison on. He's like, come on. You you know what to tell it. They're
1: so bad at this. Well, Billy was the one who was so strident about do not tell Jake. But also Allison in this moment is not drunk. And she'd be like, I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> Good night, Jake. I'll take over from here. Like she could have gotten rid of him easily. Yes. And she's yes. just so bad at this. Um.
2: So Allison confesses what she saw at work. She's like, I saw Chaz and Amanda in the conference room. Looked pretty serious.
1: It was getting hot and heavy. (laughs) (laughs) He saw her maiden form.
2: (laughs) Jake, Jake is like fuming and he storms out. And then he goes straight up to Amanda's apartment. And he goes, you sleeping around on me? She's like, what are you talking about, Jake? I don't even know. How dare you? She's like, you believe her over me? Because like Allison told me. You bastard.
1: Yeah, You bastard. Now, why did they not fuck? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm unclear on this. Did who not fuck? Chaz and Amanda. They did fuck. So she's just completely lying right now. Yes. Okay. Yes. Because yes. I was like, is she playing a game? Did they only kiss and no, not no, fuck? No, no, no.
2: They did fuck. It's yeah. confirmed that they fucked.
1: Um. But
2: she calls him a bastard and throws him out of her apartment because
1: he's still supposed to believe her over Allison, even if she's lying <laughs> like, according to her that's like her that's her way of looking at it the next day
2: at the hospital, Levin is like, "Michael, you look like shit, and he does look like shit. Michael looks rough. This is not the first time we've seen Michael show
1: up at the hospital looking green he you're not supposed to show up hungover as a doctor. That's the one job you really can't get away with it. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it
2: would be so bad if you're about to go into surgery and you look up at your doctor and he looks like
1: that. Even if they've been working a long day, I don't want them looking frazzled. No, I don't <laughs> want don't that. You don't want a frazzled doctor. Anyway, he looks like shit
2: and Michael's like, I had a meeting with the board and they revoked my chief residency. Hmm. Huh. Why? Well, why? What did I do? He's
1: always so baffled when anything bad happens to him. He's like
2: Levin. You got to do something, and Levin's loving this. Yeah, and Michael looks like he's gonna barf. Amanda storms into D and D, and she loudly fires Chaz, and people are like looking. Like
1: she's like everyone in the office is like watching this. Literally, everyone in the office is in the open that that room where you enter. Yeah, the lobby or whatever. And she's like, Chaz, you're fired. <laughs> From front of, like everyone.
2: She screams it. She's yeah. Like, you're fired. Get out of here. And everyone's like, ooh. And then she confronts Allison in an iconic Melrose Place scene. This is a very famous line. Amanda goes off. This, like, whole little monologue that she gives to Allison is like a very, it's like one of the famous moments of. Like
1: an Amanda Allison scene. Right, because it's a real it's a real like turning point. Yeah. Like it's officially on.
2: It's on. And she says to Allison, she goes, Of all your neurotic, stupid, ill-time antics, this is the worst. And she's like, But I'm not gonna fire you. No. I'm gonna do you the way you did me. And when I'm done, all that's all that you'll be left with is that proverbial wish that you would never been born. Yeah. <laughs>
1: the proverbial wish. <laughs> That killed me Um, And Allison's just like She's quaking It's like get a backbone Allison Like this is why I'm so mad that she had this info And did nothing with it And now she lost
2: If I were Allison I would have been like I'm going to tell Bruce that you Fucked someone in the conference room Not even your office In the conference
1: room If she was Amanda She would like get together with Chaz And be like you want to accuse Amanda of sexual harassment Let's go I'll back you up. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's, she's not devious enough to like do things back to Amanda. Yeah, she would have like a case against Amanda because what she, she fucked a subordinate. Yeah, and they could have joined together in a class action. Yeah. And she could be like, she abused me too because she's a, you know, maybe she's a lesbian. Like, oh my it God. would have been, like some kind of crazy sexual harassment too. If
2: she had Amanda's personality. Yes. She would have taken it to that extra level.
1: Yes, but she is not a worthy foe. No,
2: not even. Which is why their fighting is so hilarious to me is because Allison is, comes off as so
1: defenseless. And even when Allison tries to fight back, it's just so sad. It, like, def- it it's never so lame. Works. yeah.
2: At Joe's apartment, Jake stops by and he confesses his feelings for her. And he's like, me and Amanda are over. And Joe's like, okay, maybe. She's like, like, ja- like-, She's like Jake, you can't just come in here and
1: say this, these things. Amanda's not just going to go away, Jay. Yeah. And they almost kiss. And Joe in this moment is also no backbone. It's just like, just get off the fence. Just make a choice. Just fuck him. Fuck him or tell him to go away. Like, don't do this wishy-washy shit. They almost kiss and instead they hug. Yeah. Sad. That night
2: at a nightclub, we see Sydney in her little tight pink crushed velvet dress. And across the bar is Lauren and the girls. Yeah. Her old madam with her gaggle of girls. And Sydney approaches them and she's like, Lauren, I want my job back. And Lauren orders her a martini and then rejects her in a
1: very humiliating way. But here's the thing. In what world was Sydney her best girl? She went on like two dates and was a bust both times. Like remember the first one with the director? She like walked out without doing anything. Like she kind of was not the best girl. Yeah.
2: But for some reason she like, she's like said that before. Yeah. I was just like, we never saw it. Anyway, she wants her job back and Lauren's like, how dare you? You're not going to get your job back, you stupid bitch. And Sydney is so furious. She throws her martini
1: in Lauren's face. Does she call her a tramp or something? Lauren calls Sydney a tramp. (laughs) She calls her a tramp. I don't deal in tramps. (laughs) Tramps. And Lauren's like, you know Lauren's cool because when she gets a drink thrown on her face, she's kind of like licks it. She licks it She laughs. (laughs) She's like, ha, 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 ha. Like that's that's your only move if someone throws a drink at you. That's the only way you get out of it is acting like you're enjoying the alcohol and the madness. (laughs) Lauren, to me, gives like... Gina Gershon in Showgirls vibes. Yeah.
2: She's like, you don't want to
1: fuck with her. Yeah. No, that's because she, she's, that's like an insane reaction. So you got to scare people with that kind of thing. Yeah. You know, be like, well, oh, I don't care. Yeah, I'll just lick I'll it lick all lick off it. Mm. and look good doing it. Bitch, my makeup is flawless. <laughs> 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 so Sydney is outside the
2: club. Oh, uh, right before Sydney is hauled off, Lauren's like, don't forget, Sid, you still owe me $5,000. Yeah, and Sydney is like fuming out on the street, and she's like, "Call me a whore! You're a stupid whore!" She's like <laughs> grumbling to herself, and that's when a guy in a convertible pulls up and is like, "Hey, you want to ride? Ugh. Give you two hundred dollars." And
1: she's like, "I guess you're getting a good deal." What <laughs> <Like, yeah. laughs> what are the chances that she's walks out of a restaurant, breaks her heel? trying to fix it and a guy pulls up and is like hey i'll pay you for sex just Just like in front of a restaurant this is not like no it was a club or whatever yeah but it was like not like in a place where people pick up girls like i guess so because he just he clocks her he
2: sees that crushed pink velvet crushed velvet pink dress i think and he's like uh she that's a leg avenue dress okay
1: i mean it's a risk he took.
2: <laughs> I just think that's what I think he he clocked her dress, maybe, and thought that's <laughs> that it's girl crazy. Needs money, yeah. Um, so she gets in at the hospital. Michael's a wreck in the doctor's lounge, and he's drinking. He's drinking alcohol out
1: of a styrofoam cup. Why is he even there if he got his license taken away? <laughs> no, he didn't get his license taken away. He got demoted. Oh, he's demoted to paperwork again.
2: No, he was chief resident. Okay, resident, but now he's just back on like regular rounds.
1: But with, why would they let him still be a doctor? If he
2: made such a mistake. We almost killed someone. I Don't know. I think. I, I think maybe it was like they they know it's a mistake, but it was like bad enough that they demoted him. I see. Anyway, so he's drinking at work, which is not going to help his case. No, this is why are you getting drunk at work? It's this is crazy. And he's not even hiding it. No, cuz Kimberly walks in and she smells it immediately. She's like, "Oh, you drinking at work?" Yeah, drinking on the job? No Who drove you here, Michael. Yeah. You going to get another car accident? Yeah. And she's like, "I'm very sorry. I'm so sorry you got fired from chief
1: resident." He's like, oh, I'm depressed." Yeah.
2: She then presents the check to him. She's like, "Look, look Jane gave us this $5,000 check." Everything's $5,000 yeah. in this episode. Yeah. And so she then says, You know, Michael, I was thinking we should open a joint account with this money. Oh, okay. Okay. It's a good idea. Next, we cut to a shady parking lot at night. Sydney emerges from her car wearing a brown trench coat. Kimberly. I'm sorry. Kimberly. Kimberly exits her car wearing a bla- brown trench coat. So, you know, it's. Serious. It's very noir. It's very noir. And she, a man, a man is there waiting for her, and he greets her, Miss Smith. <laughs> so we know something shady's going. Something on. <laughs> shady's going down. And he goes, "So, you want to off this guy, this doctor?" And we're all like, "Oh, <gasps> oh, she's gonna off a doctor? Who could it be? She's gonna <laughs> off a doctor?" Eleven. <laughs> No, it's it's Michael. And she's like, I got five thousand dollars.
1: Like, pfft, it's fifty thousand dollars. Did she actually think that was enough? That's crazy. Because she's hiring this is a professional hitman. This isn't just like some guy on the street who needs five thousand dollars quick or whatever. Like this is also
2: so stupid. This is so dumb because like this is so there is so much of a paper trail tracing all of this back to Kimberly with this $5,000.
1: What she should have done was killed him before anyone knew she was alive. <laughs>
2: <That's>, <laughs> like that would have been the perfect way to do it. That's the perfect fucking crime.
1: Yeah. So she's not good at this, I'm afraid. And then
2: come back months later and be like, wow, I just got out of my coma.
1: Yeah, she had the perfect opportunity. She
2: actually wow. had the perfect opportunity. This is, this is not that smart. She's like running too much on emotions right now. He goes five thousand dollars. You better, you're better off doing this yourself, lady. And then he leaves and she goes, then that's
1: exactly what I'll do. And we're excited. Because that's how the episode ends. So not like the best episode, but a lot of stuff, a lot of wheels start turning here for what's to come. This is like a setup episode. Yes. We're tying up model zinc, I think. Yeah, we are. And we're setting up. The end of season two. Which is explosive. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, we're back in it. We're... Yeah. Next...
2: The end of season two is like one of my... Like it's like a two-part episode.
1: It's a classic. It's one of my favorite Melrose Place episodes. How many more episodes do we have? Just like a few in season two, right? No, that's it. This one
2: episode left
1: oh that's it yes it's like a two part episode okay I didn't realize we were literally at the end it's called till death do us part one and two I think (laughs) okay I think it's called that we'll do both of those next uh, recording session. next week next week we'll Uh have both of those episodes it's like a extra long episode oh that's good I'm excited
2: yeah I'm so excited to talk about it because it has one of my favorite moments ever in the show
1: alrighty alright we will be back
2: next week thank you so much goodbye bye